0: take out your copy of God's Word and turn to Exodus chapter 15, Exodus chapter 15. I need everybody, I need everybody to stretch a little bit. Are you ready for a workout? Come on, are you ready for a workout? I know you joined the gym in January of 2018, and they're still drawn down on your Wells Fargo account every month, so you might might as well use it. I'm going to coach you up a little bit today, all right? Well, coach yeah, up. We're gonna, we're gonna. I, I, I want to preach about, I want to preach about pumping your praise. I want to preach about pump, you gotta pump your praise according to Exodus chapter 15. Speaking of, speaking of, uh, sports teams winning victory, which I don't know if I was speaking to that, but nice uh, segue into that. Both our girls and our boys here at Concord Academy, Mac champions. Come on, give it up for them. Won the conference. I know. I. I know, Mr. C., that when we get to heaven, we're going to take all our crowns and trophies and lay them at the feet of Jesus. It'll just be nice to have a couple more trophies to lay at the feet of Jesus. So we just want to say, great job, all of our kids and coaches out there, proud of you for working hard. Exodus chapter 15, the background of this passage, the Israelites had just crossed the Red Sea. The waters had closed in on Pharaoh's army, their slavery behind them, their bondage behind them, their chains behind them, and yet they're getting ready, all of their past behind them, and now getting ready to step into this epic adventure, because that's what a life for Jesus is. It's an epic adventure led by the Holy Spirit into your promised land, into your destiny, and here's what happens, Exodus chapter 15. So the first thing, the first thing they do. Then Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. He has hurled both horse and rider into the sea. And then in verse 2, it says, the Lord is my strength. Say strength. strength. The Lord is my strength and he is my song. Say song. The Lord is your strength and he is your song. In fact, your strength is directly connected to your song. As your song goes, your strength goes. This is written a little bit, the translation of the Hebrew into the English is a little bit awkward to be poetic. So remember this is a song. So when they were translating the Hebrew, they were trying to keep the rhythm and the lyric of the song, but it lost just a little bit, a little bit of that sentence, let me read that sentence translated literally from Hebrew into English. It would read like this, the praise of God has come to pass as my strength. The praise of God has come to pass as my strength. That's why when we're singing about lifting up the name of Jesus and there being no other name, it's not some emotional high that you're getting from the drums and singers all blending together. It is the very power of the Spirit of God rising up within you because your strength is tied to your song. And if you want to increase your strength, how many of you could use a little bit of increase in strength? Many of you know we need increase in in strength because the attacks of the enemy are not lessening they're increasing the bible says it'll happen the bible says in the last days we'll have trials and tribulations the bible says in the last days many will fall away It will say all of that but that god's people will increase in strength your strength is tied to your song you know you know this from being in the gym I don't have to preach this to you necessarily out of Exodus. You know this from being in the gym. So um, Monday afternoons, Harrison and Adam and I usually get together and, and we work out. And, if you know, we encourage each other most of the time. Sometimes we make fun of each other. But that's what guys do in the gym. And, and, so, and so if I was – sometimes we'll throw on a playlist, right, to increase a little bit of the adrenaline, to get get you motivated, to get you going. If I chose the wrong song, it would greatly impact our strength. And so if Harrison's on the bench and I'm like, come on, Harrison, you got this. But if I choose the wrong song and if, if Adam hits the playlist on there and if I'm like, come on, Harrison, you got this. There's more in you. Come on, five more, bro. You got like... Like... <laughs> Like that's a good first first workout for Harrison and Gracie on their first Valentine's Day together. Like like that's that's sweet is sweet, but it's not gonna make you strong. What you need is a soundtrack from one of the greatest movies of all time is to, that, to start pumping up behind you to say like, okay, Harrison, you got this. Let's go. There's more in you than you think you would. Come on, bust it out. I need you to increase your strength because you're strength is tied to your song doesn't it make sense that the enemy knows that your strength is tied to your song and so that's why he's trying to get the people of God into complaining and negativity and bitterness and all this other junk to pour out of our mouth because the enemy knows if we pour that out it begins to sap our strength but I am saying the people of God are saying no more no more that isn't our song I'm not going to sing a complaining song. I'm not going to sing a bitter song. I'm not going to sing a song about longing for my chains in Egypt. I'm going to sing a song about better days ahead. I'm going to sing a song that the promised land is ahead of me. I'm going to sing a song that the same God that just delivered me from the past is about to overcome my enemies in the future. My God is about to take me through the desert. He will supply water out of the rock. He will supply manna in the desert. And every bit of provision you need for this season has already been appropriated to you in the heavenlies, and when you begin to praise him, it takes the provision of heaven and makes it available to you on earth. Your strength is tied to your song, and so if you want to access, if you want to increase in strength, let me coach you. Let me coach you from God's word. If you want to increase in strength, you have to praise for Yourself In verse 2, I want you to notice how many personal pronouns are in there. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. This is my God, and I will. Say, I will. I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will. Say, I will. I will exalt him. Whose song? It's my song. Whose God? My God. Who will praise him? I will praise him. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but it doesn't say he'll song will exalt him for you it doesn't say Bethel will it doesn't say Maverick City or Israel or Houghton or whoever your favorite worship leader is it doesn't say Adam will it doesn't say Jamila will it says I will say I will say I will so I'm thankful for worship leaders but their job is to create the atmosphere to lead me into worship I don't watch other people worship I worship I worship I don't get stronger. You don't get stronger by being that guy in the gym. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about the gym talker. Do you know the gym talker? Yeah, you know the gym talker. The gym talker is the person that's in there for an hour and 15 minutes and doesn't get on one piece of equipment. Right. Not one piece. Not one. He'll, bo- he'll bother you. Go over to the treadmill. People try to talk on to you when you're on the treadmill. I have enough trouble just just breathing when I'm running. Somebody try to talk to me, and they're just they're standing there because they can talk, but they're just they're just talking to you, and then they'll make their way over to the. To the bench, and they'll talk to you while you're benching. And then they'll go over to the to the equipment, and they'll talk a little bit. And then they'll go in the locker room and come back out and then over to the juice bar, get a smoothie, and and they're in there. And they've been around. They've been around all of this stuff. Heaven forbid we ever be gym talkers in church, where we just kind of come in and wander around the lobby and see some people, and that's all fine. But when it comes time to praise, when it comes time to engage the Word of God, that other person on the bench can't do your lifting for you. You got to open your mouth. You have to praise. You got to get it out. You got to take your hands and lift them to heaven. God didn't create us as a bunch of spiritual consumers where we walk in and critique whether we like the song choice of the day or not. God created you as holy worshipers where the fire of God comes out of you and you begin to get lost in his presence and worship him no matter what is going on. Praise for yourself. Number two, if you want to increase your strength, you need to praise with the right people. I know it sounds contrary to the first one, but it's not. Because we have to understand that while you have to praise for yourself, you don't have to praise by yourself. And our strength is increased when I praise, but then I begin to surround myself with an intentional community that lifts me up instead of pulls me down. It says in verse 1, than Moses and the people of Israel, the whole nation, the whole nation began to sing this song together. It matters who you choose to surround yourself with because when you surround yourself with people of praise, I want to surround myself with people of praise that they lift up, that they're always pointing to the Lord. Yes, I know this situation is bad, but I'm going to point to Jesus. I'm going to see how God is working in this situation. I choose to see beyond my current circumstances, and I choose to see how the Spirit of the Lord is active in my circumstances. Because what the enemy wants to do on a normal time whatever that is and especially during a pandemic is the enemy wants to bring you into isolation because he knows that there is great weakness in isolation the other the other day I was uh I went back to I went back to the gym that is drawing on my account that I have not been to in quite some time. And I'm thankful for them. They did pause the account while they were while they were closed. So uh, thank you to to them for doing that. But I just got you know out of the habit of going. We were doing other stuff at our tribe's house and, and different different things like that. But I went anyway, I went back and I I engaged in um, Steve, you've never had to do this in the gym, but I engaged in the role. Of shame the role the role of shame y'all know what the role of shame is see uh, let me take you back to Mondays right so I'm so I'm on the bench on Monday and I got Adam um, so, as encouraging as Adam is on the stage to you as a worshiper, is as encouraging as he is to me when I'm lifting. Not so much, not so much for Harrison, he, but, but for me, he's he's lifting. I guess because I'm a, I'm his boss. But so he's encouraging, right? And so and so, I was able to do four reps of a particular weight. I'm not going to tell you the weight because you don't need to judge me. But it was, it was I'll just say for me, it was a good amount, yeah, 315. And I, couldn't, I couldn't leg press 315. I don't even know what a three is on any of, on any of those. But, 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 so so on, on Monday, on a Monday, I, I busted out four reps with a certain amount of weight. The next week, I don't know what happened, the schedule got off. And so I walked into my gym and I was by my. Self, I was in isolation, I was like, oh, I got this, so, so I put the plate on, I put the other plate on, and, and I got down, and I said, one, this is what I did. I'm not going to demonstrate it here because I'll hurt myself, but, but what I did is, is I went one up, and then I went two to right here, and then, and then <laughs> two, and I started to arc my back a little bit, and then two was down here. Here's the roll of shame. The role of shame is when you're looking around you, out of the corner of the eye, at your eye, at all the huge dudes around you, and you have to roll <laughs> the bar all the way down to your belly button and sit up, and you're just trying, and you do this, and then you have to take the plate off this one without it flying up on this side, and take the plate off that one. You re- that is the role of shame. Shame. Shame happens in isolation. Here's what the enemy will do. The enemy will try to get you into sin, and then he'll try to separate you from the people of God so that you begin to experience guilt and shame. And the enemy's in your ear saying, you're the only, you're the only one going through this. You can't lift that weight. You can't do that. You can't come back. You're the only one struggling with those thoughts. If you were a child of God, you wouldn't have those thoughts in your mind. If you were a child of God, you wouldn't have clicked on that internet site. If you were a child of God, you wouldn't have sent that text message. And the enemy takes you into isolation. And that's why to break guilt and shame in your life, yes, we need the blood of Jesus. But we need to step out and we need to access other people around us. That's why tribes are so important. It's important to eat together, to laugh together, But it's important to encourage one another. As your tribe goes, your strength goes. And you won't be able to get stronger until you surround yourself with people of praise. Surround yourself with people of praise. The third thing is, is this. If you want to increase your strength, let praise take you from a slave mindset to a warrior mindset. When Israel came out of Egypt, they, were, they, they, still, they hadn't fought a battle yet, right? They hadn't fought a battle yet, but they were going to have to. If they were going to take the, the land that God had for them, if they were going to step into the promised land, they were going to have to fight the Philistines and the Canaanites and the Amorites and all those tribes that were in their land. And so, But they weren't there. They weren't warriors. They were They were slaves. So so, watch this. Are, are slaves strong? Absolutely, right? They were probably extremely strong. What did they? What were the Israelites doing all day? They were making bricks, and then they were making bricks without straw, and they were building in that hot Egyptian sun. the The Israelites were strong. Slaves are strong. But Pharaoh was sapping their strength, and they were using their strength to build the kingdom of the enemy. That's what sin is. Sin is when the enemy takes your strength, and he begins to sap your strength, and he uses it to build his kingdom when your strength was meant to build God's kingdom. So that thing in your life that the enemy is using, God wants to turn that and he wants to begin to use it for, your, for strength. That's why sin is so serious. It's so serious because it begins to sap your joy. It begins to suck out the, the life out of you, your emotions, your peace, the best of you. You'll waste the best years of your life. You'll waste those years involved in sin. But God says this. God said to the Israelites, "I'm going to take that slave mindset and I'm going to shift it and I'm going to make you a warrior." Watch this. How God did that. The very, very first step. Very first step. And think about this. There, there were a lot of practicalities to this too. They needed to to learn how to use swords. They needed to to learn how to use shields. They needed to to learn how to follow orders and, and march. And like there was a lot of just logistical, practical things in order to become a warrior, to step into those battles, to take the promised land. But the first thing, I just find this so interesting, that the first thing that God did is when he said to them, I want to move you from becoming a slave to a warrior as he had them engage in praise. Praise is the first step. Praise is always the first step. Before you need anything else, you need a shift of mindset. Before you need anything else, you need God to begin to, when you begin to praise, he takes all of that other stuff, all of that stuff, the best of you that you had been using for slavery, and he begins to shift and he begins to train you to be a warrior. Verse 3 says this, the Lord is a warrior, Yahweh is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and army—he is hurled into the sea. The finest of Pharaoh's officers—he is—he is drowned. The Lord is a warrior. See, the Lord is a warrior, and He's training you to be a warrior. And this applies to all of the people of God. But men of God, can I just can I say something to the men of God in this house? Because the world is trying to demasculinize our, our, our men, and we're seeing the world push this version of masculinity that i don't know what it is but it's not biblical the lord is a warrior and he's training men of god to be warriors that is not that's not anti-woman that's the most pro woman thing that you can say jesus jesus was a man's man like Jesus got out there, he worked with his hands, he slept in the, in the wilderness, he's doing all of the fishermen. Like Jesus was a man's man, and yet Jesus used his strength to serve women, to serve other people. And so watch this, men of God, men of God, worshiping is not a sign of weakness, it is a sign of strength. You become a warrior in your life. There are many other steps to becoming a warrior, but your first step, men of God, to becoming a warrior is when you learn to praise. And the Lord will take you, and He will release a song in you. And this is so. So, like, you got to you got to work this up, right? You got you got to increase in this. So, like, when you're in the when you're in the gym, and you start out one day, and you start out with like your this is your base set, and then you start out, and I want you to listen listen to the sound. Like that's like that's okay. That's cute. That's a nice little. You're starting out there. Like a little, a little. You know. You kind of. If you're in the gym, what I would encourage you to do is not even do that. Like put your fingers there, so you don't, so you don't hear the little you know but you got to start somewhere right and so when you're learning to praise you got to you got to start somewhere just like uh, it's valentines day and so men you got you had to start somewhere you had to do the stretch move at the movie theater to get your arm around you can use that you can use that in learning to praise you know you're just kind of whoa you just got to get a little bit of praise and then back down you're just learning you can do you can do different things you can like check your check your watch and like you know, give a little bit, but but eventually you can start you can start you can start with the, the low and slow, you know, both hands open, just kind of down here and the lights are dim. So, you know, I'm just I'm a new Christian. I'm not sure about this. I came into a church, my old church, they didn't raise their hands. Why are we raising our hands? So everybody else is raising their hands, and just start to raise your hands. So you can start that way, but you don't want to end that way. See, eventually you wanna work your way up. Now this is the sound right here. This is this is this is where Steve is right here. Probably two or three of these per side of that. Like that's when, that's when you start to get a little bold and you're like, two hand, this is a two-hand Sunday. That's what this is. This is a two-hand song right here. This is, a, this is a bounce. You got a little bounce. What that is is there's strength in your song and you're working up your levels of praise. Men of God, men of God, don't ever let the enemy lie to you and tell you that worship is weak. Worship is one of the strongest, most masculine things you can do. And if you want to raise your sons and daughters for Jesus, let them see you worship. Let them see you worship. Let them see you worship. Here's the the final thing. If you want to increase your strength, and I'll explain what I mean by this in a minute, but you need to shift to the lift. You need to shift to the lift. And so um, I have all this scripture here that I could read. If, if you'll, guys, if you'll go down to verse 12, if you'll put up uh, 12 on, on the screen. This, this song of praise, one of the lines in there, it says, and this is the Israelites. Remember, this is the Israelites singing to the Lord. So, so this is about the Lord. It's saying that the Lord, you raised your right hand, and the earth swallowed our enemies. So part of the theology that Israel is singing because we need to sing good theology. Amen. It's important that we sing sing good theology. They they understood that there was strength in the hand of the Lord and in the arm of the Lord. And they understood that when the Lord raised his hand that the enemy had to retreat in battle and there was power in that. But remember, what is God doing? God is turning slaves into warriors and he's taking a victim mindset and turning into a victory mindset. He's taking past things and, re- and, and, and using them now for the kingdom of God and for the uh, fulfillment of their destiny. And so if God is doing that, God is taking his power and attributes and bestowing it upon the people of Israel. So now God now, what God is doing is he's saying, as I have done, watch this, I beat Pharaoh's army, but I'm going to be in you and through you, but you got to fight the Canaanites. So if I raised my right hand, now you got to learn to raise your hands you got to learn to raise your hands. Uh, when I was 12 years old, my family started going from uh, uh, to, a, to a Pentecostal church, to a charismatic church, to a church like this, where people were raising their hands in worship. And, and that was one of the things that as a teenager I got to be around and I got to see all of this and, and see how they, they raised their hands. And so I grew up in that experience. But i gotta, I got to tell you, as much as as much as I've enjoyed that experience. I don't know until this past week if I was able to fully understand. I feel like I got such a better understanding of why we lift our hands in worship. And so I'm just going to teach this to you really quickly. I'm excited to teach this to you. You don't have to write it down. It's on your app. If you pull up your app and go to uh, media, if you go to media and then sermon notes, media and sermon notes, there's a bunch of stuff here. and, And I encourage you to go through that this week. But why do we lift our hands? Why do we lift our hands number one and this is just straight from scripture but we raise our hands to train for battle psalm 144 blessed be the lord my rock who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle number two i raise my hands to cause the enemy to cower in fear isaiah 19 on that day egypt will be afraid and fear because of the waving of the hand of the lord of hosts which he waves over it 3 I raised my hands for victory in Exodus 17:11 and so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed and when he let his hand down Amalek Prevailed. Number four, I raise my hands to declare that it's all about Jesus and not about me. That Leviticus passage is about the sacrifice, and it's the sacrifice of Jesus and the wave offering, and Jesus, it's all about you and it's not about me. Number five, I raise my hands as a cry for God's mercy and help in Psalm 28, Lamentations 219. This is such an important one. I raise my hands to plead for my children and for a generation— Lift up your hands to him in prayer, pleading for your children. Grandmothers and mothers and fathers, when you pray over your kids, go ahead in the morning and, and lift your hands and plead for them. Plead the blood of Jesus over them. Number seven, I raise my hands to stop the storm. As soon as I leave the city, Moses said, I will, I will lift my hands and pray to the Lord, and then the thunder will stop, and the hail will stop, and you will know that the earth belongs to the Lord. Remember last week we talked about authority? The authority of God is in you and in your hands to stop storms, be released to exercise that authority. Number eight, I raise my hands, according to Second Chronicles 6, to usher in the presence and the glory and the fullness of the promises of God. We raise our hands to repent corporately for the sins of our nation and to express our longing to turn back to God. Lamentations says this, instead, let us test and examine our ways. Let us turn back to the Lord. Let us lift our hearts and hands to God in heaven and say, we have sinned. We have rebelled. I raise my hands to prepare my heart for the receiving of God's word. According to the book of Nehemiah, number 11, I raise my hands to confess my weakness, to break my pride, to break my pride, to break my pride, to break my pride, and to show my total reliance on God. I'm just gonna tell you it's hard to have a prideful heart when your hands are lifted in total adoration and surrender to the Lord. Pride, this is why pride is such a serious sin. Pride is such a serious sin. It was the original sin. It was the sin of Lucifer, the worship leader in heaven. It was the original sin. And pride is what got Lucifer thrown out of heaven. I believe... I believe the Bible talks about in the New Testament that blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is the only sin that cannot be forgiven. I believe that that's pride. Here's why. It's not, watch this, it's not that God can't forgive pride, it's that pride keeps you from asking to be forgiven. And so, it's the only thing. Hear me, pride is the only thing in your life that can keep you away from God. Your sexual sin and your past can't. Your lying can't. Your your uh, whatever it is in your pa- your past can't. As long as it's confessed, the only thing that can keep you from receiving God's present from God's presence and forgiveness in your life is pride that keeps you from asking Him. And God is in the business right now. Part of this shaking that's going on. Part of this shaking in our world, in our nation, in the church is God bringing down. He's breaking down our pride, not, and he's not just breaking down pride, it's so that he can build himself up, it's so he can build up Jesus and build up his kingdom final thing that I see in scripture about raising our hands is that we raise our hands this is so cool, I never saw the scripture before to free ourselves from anger and controversy and place our focus on God right out of scripture, First Timothy 2.8 In every place of worship, I want men to pray with holy hands. Lifted to God free from anger and controversy. Is there just a little bit of anger out there? Say yes. Is there just a little bit of controversy out there? Say yes. But what you're saying when you lift your hands is you're saying, I'm not letting that angry spirit take over my spirit. I'm not letting that controversial spirit get into my spirit. I'm going to focus on Jesus in this house. This is not a house of anger. This is not a house of controversy. This is a house of praise. This is a house of praise. I'm going to increase my strength by increasing my praise. How do you do that? You have to shift. You have to begin to shift the lift. And so what the enemy will do is the enemy will put on, he'll put on, he'll throw on weight. He'll throw on weight. He'll throw on burdens. Burdens. He'll make you carry around problems and burdens. And, and, and if I were to carry around this all day or even just for a few minutes because believe it or not, it's a little heavier than it looks. I know it looks small, but at least I'm not carrying the little red one around and looking really wimpy on this stage. But if I was to carry this around all day, eventually like the back would start to hurt. It would start to wear on me. And for some of you, that's right where you're living. Straight where you 're living, you feel like you 've been carrying around god i 've been carrying around this sickness i 've been carrying around this anger i 've been carrying around this this whatever these financial problems i 've been carrying around this the fear the uh, the worry, and all of this, and what God is saying is that when we lift our hands, we take the weight which the word for glory is kavod in the Hebrew. And so weight can mean burden, but weight can also mean glory. And the way that you shift your burden to glory is you have to shift your posture and you have to begin to lift that burden to God. And so watch what happens as I begin to shift my lift. What happens is is instead of carrying a burden, I begin to get stronger. I begin to get stronger. That's what your praise does. It begins to shift things in your life. Praise will shift the atmosphere of your heart. Praise will shift the atmosphere of a home. Praise will shift the atmosphere of a city. Praise will begin to shift atmospheres. And so can we just all stand? Can you stand at your homes, in your living rooms? Can we do this? I don't know what you have to lift your hands together for today. I don't know what you have to lift your hand for. But I bet I hit something. Do you, need, do you need mercy? Somebody lift your hands. Do you need grace? Somebody lift your hands. Do you need to win a battle? Somebody lift your hands. Is the devil trying to bring a storm against you? Somebody lift your hands? Is he messing with your kids? Somebody lift your hands. There is power. there is favor. there is grace. Come on, worship team. Lead us now as we begin to sing and stretch our faith. We stretch our faith in the name of Jesus.. To glorify, glorify. here's here's what I want you to do this week. I want you to have choir practice all week. I want you to have worship practice all week because this isn't the last time that we find this song in scripture. One of the things that I wondered because it it doesn't say chronologically. It doesn't say how much time there was from the Red Sea closing up, but it seems like they just stepped right into the song. And I know this is speculation. I know it is. I know it is, but I, but I wonder, I wonder if when they were walking through the Red Sea, I wonder if they were practicing. I wonder if they were looking up at those walls and say, I don't know if I'm going to make it, and the army was still coming behind them. I wonder, I wonder if they were practicing their praise, because it seems like as soon as they got on the other side, they were ready to step in. Church, I know it's scary out there. I know Pharaoh's army seems like it's chasing after you. I know there's walls of water on both sides, but I want to flip ahead to Revelation. Revelation chapter 15. This isn't the first time that we see this song, and it's not the last time that we see this song. In Revelation chapter 15, beginning of verse 3, it says this, And they sing. Who's they? Who's they? Point to to yourself, I'm a they, say I'm a they, I'm a they. And they sing, and they sing the song of Moses. They sing the song of Moses. What song of Moses? That song of Moses. So someday they sing, we will sing the song of Moses, the servant of God and the song of the lamb, saying great and amazing are your deeds, O Lord God Almighty. I don't want to be I don't I don't want to be Adam. I don't want to be none of this worship team is like this. When when God comes back, I don't want to be the frontline singer that forgot to practice that week. Casey, you've never done that. You're on like every, like every week. But I don't want to I don't want to be the one choir member that's in the back like, "Oh, I forgot the lyrics. I forgot the I forgot to practice." When that day comes, And when we're on the other side of this Red Sea, and we're standing before the throne, I wanna wanna be ready with my praise. I wanna be ready with my praise. I wanna be ready. Like, let's go, let's go. I want you to practice your praise. So watch, so watch, so watch. It says, great and amazing are your deeds. Oh Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways. Oh King of the nations, Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. So as you're walking through the Red Sea this week, as the enemy's trying to come against you this week, I want you to practice your praise. I want you to practice your praise. I want you to begin to lift your hands and say, God, I praise you. I worship you. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In Jesus' name, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you don't yet know him as Lord and Savior, today's your day and this is your moment. I want you to just pray a prayer. Come on, pride is the only thing. Somebody needs to swallow that pride right now. Somebody watching online, joining online, needs to swallow that pride right now and say, Jesus, forgive me. I don't have it all together. I don't know what I'm doing. I turn from my sin and I turn to the cross. I kneel before, And I accept that precious gift of Jesus into my heart and into my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, are you ready to pump your praise this week? Are you ready to pump your praise? Let's go, church. Let's be a church of praise.